Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast, where we work on bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be in order to live a bigger and bolder life. In this podcast, we will provide inspiration, tips, and skills you need to make your life the adventure you want it to be. Here's your host, mindset mentor and life coach, Trista Gurton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast. My name is Trista Gurton, and I am your host. I am a life coach and mindset mentor for women who are feeling stuck. If you know you are meant for more, then you are in the right place. This is episode 15, and it's all about checking our attitudes. Winston Churchill said, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. I think we all have areas of our lives where we need to check our attitude. It becomes very easy to get stuck in a spin cycle of negativity. And oftentimes we complain about all the circumstances in our lives, like we are reporting the news, right? We feel like we're right, we're justified, and we are just telling it like it is. We will tell it to anybody who will listen. And it's probably on a loop in our own heads. The problem is that when we are constantly complaining and focusing on the negative, it keeps us feeling like a victim. It's very disempowering. We land up giving away all of our power to our external circumstances, and we look for more and more evidence that confirms our belief, and we land up creating more of the same. Our negative attitude keeps us stuck and feeling powerless. It feels terrible, and it drains our energy. So why does it feel, though, so much easier to have a terrible attitude, and what can we do about it? I think the first thing that's important to have awareness about is that our brain is programmed to default to the negative. So it's very normal that this is happening. Your brain is looking for problems. It's looking for things that are possibly a threat to our safety and to our lives. Our brain, I'm referring to the primitive part of our brain, It is designed to look for problems and to keep us safe. And if it can identify problems, then it will keep us in a loop of fear and doubt and worry. And then as a result, we tend to hide out, play small, hold ourselves back because we want to stay safe. And so therefore, your brain helps to eliminate that risk. Looking for problems and defaulting to the negative is truly a part of our primitive programming. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that you're doing wrong. This is a part of our DNA that worked great when we lived in a cave 40,000 years ago. Back then, we had to worry about our day-to-day physical safety and survival. Today, however, clearly this is not the case, and our physical survival is not at risk on a daily basis anymore. But our brain has not evolved to catch up with our reality and our new environment. So it continues to look for problems. However, this doesn't mean that we have to indulge in that line of thinking. 
And we actually do not have to believe what our brain is telling us. And this is fantastic news. It becomes up to us to manage our minds. And I will talk a little bit about this later. But if we don't manage our mind, then it will manage us. And we will need to learn how to actively and purposely redirect it to look for the positive. We need to tell it what to focus on in order to create what we want for ourselves, not to give in to the fear and worry. The other way we tend to reinforce and fall into that cycle of complaining is when we are arguing with reality. And oftentimes clients will come to me and tell me about how something shouldn't have happened to them. They believe that things should have turned out differently, right? The, the pandemic shouldn't have happened. If only I hadn't lost my job. If only we didn't get married. If only I had children. If only he hadn't said this. If only she had told me this, right? Basically, the subtext is that it's unfair it shouldn't have happened, and that it's all gone terribly wrong. But the truth is, by believing that things weren't fair and that they shouldn't have happened, all we're doing is arguing with reality. And I believe it was Byron Katie who said, when we argue with reality, we will lose, but only every time. You cannot go back and change the past. You cannot rewrite what happened. And so it did happen. She said it. He left. You lost your job. Your parents got divorced. The business went bankrupt. Whatever it is. But you have to think about how much time do you now want to spend reliving it? How much energy do you want to use in recreating it? Is it really worth talking about any longer? And is it serving you? Retelling it believing that it was unfair and that it shouldn't have happened doesn't have any upside and certainly not serving you. It's also very easy to be the victim. Portraying ourselves as a victim is simple. It's easy. It's comfortable. It doesn't usually require a lot of effort. It means that we don't have to accept any responsibility for what happened nor do we have to exert any energy in moving on. It's easy to blame someone else and feel sorry for ourselves. And we will feel justified and very satisfied to do this. It means that we don't have to take any action. We don't have to change how we were thinking and feeling, which would require more effort. Being a victim keeps us in emotional childhood which means that we are giving away all of our power to external circumstances, other people, technology, the weather, the government, the economy, whatever it is. We are blaming other people and things outside of us for the way that we feel. And the truth is that other people can't cause us to feel anything and nor can any other external circumstance or situation. But We do get stuck in this loop, again, because it's very easy. And the more you get stuck in that cycle, the more you repeat these thought patterns, it starts to become a belief. It starts to become easier. We have very well-worn neural pathways in our brain that just allow us to repeat the cycle. 
and just create more of the same for ourselves day after day, year after year. So it's also important to understand when we're looking at why we have the attitude that we do is that what you focus on, you will create more of. So if we are looking for evidence of anything, we're going to find it. And the more we focus on something, the more we will create of it. Our brain loves to have something to focus on, to look for, and to solve. And so when you are repeatedly telling the story of what's wrong, what you don't like, your brain will keep serving you more of it. It's easy. And your brain loves to be efficient. And it likes to have a job. So it is looking as it already is defaulting to the negative and looking for problems. It will look for more evidence to give you that you can feel justified in complaining about whatever it is. Without direction, this is where your brain will naturally go. And in this case, it is looking for more problems and evidence for what is going wrong or for what you don't like. And it doesn't have to exert any energy at all in looking for something new or something positive. And so you, again, you're just becoming stuck in these thought loops and negative spin cycles. It's a habit and it becomes harder to change. If for instance, you have a job that you don't like and that you're complaining about, perhaps it's your colleagues, perhaps it's the working hours. Ask yourself, what else could be true? Is there one person that isn't incompetent or annoying to work with? Could it be true that there are one or two people that are pleasant to work with? You don't need to go all the way to rainbows and daisies and everybody's fabulous and that this is the best place to work in the history of the world. But try to look for what else might be true instead of all the negative and all the things that you're complaining about. As I mentioned, this gives your brain something else to focus on. It will start to look for this type of evidence. And it will start to poke holes in your belief that there is, you know, something wrong with your job, something wrong with your colleagues, something wrong with the work. You might want to ask it for three things. Find evidence for three other things that make it okay. This is just giving it that additional ounce of focus, which can be really important, right? Next, you might want to start telling yourself a better story. If you're feeling stuck, the chances are you're telling yourself the same terrible story about what's happened to you or what's going on. Perhaps you got divorced and your husband left and you are telling your same story about how terrible 
it was and how difficult it is for you now. It's been hard. You didn't ask for this. And everybody would probably agree with you. Everybody would feel that you are justified and that it makes sense that you would complain and tell this story. But is this story really serving you? Or how is it making you feel? Is it making you feel sad or angry or disappointed? All of the above. So complaining and telling the same story over and over again isn't going to serve you. You can try to start to rewrite that story. Stop telling it the way that you are telling it and look for ways in which you are the heroine of the story instead of the victim. I guarantee you that it's there if you look for it. And it's not about letting anybody off the hook or it doesn't have to be about forgiveness, but it's about what is best for you and what empowers you and makes you feel better. And when you tell that old story, he's not feeling badly. You are. You're giving away your power to what's happened in the past and it serves no purpose. When you can start to retell that story where you are the heroine, it's very empowering and it can be very freeing. It just feels better. And when you feel better, you will take better action and therefore you will start to create better results for yourself. You cannot take positive inspired action when you are feeling negatively. You simply can't. And if you want to get unstuck and move yourself forward, you need to start telling yourself a better story. You will by default start showing up differently. So go back, look at how you're telling yourself your story currently and then start to rewrite it. Start to rewrite it so that what's happened in the past has helped you to grow and to expand and made you the strong woman, man that you are today. Tell a story that serves you. If you are deliberately looking for the positive aspects, you will find them and you will find more of them. Finally, I think appreciating some of the things that you have in your life. Start to look for ways that you can appreciate some of the things that you are now complaining about and that you have a not so great attitude about. Maybe make some lists, remind yourself on a regular basis, daily if possible, because what you appreciate, appreciates. The same way is if you're looking for things that are negative and allowing your brain to just default to all of the problems and negativity, it just creates more of it. But if you can refocus your brain on what to appreciate and what you love, then that will appreciate and it will grow and your brain will start to go towards looking for that in your life and it will naturally help you to start feeling better. 
So just remember that your brain will default to the negative and it will look for evidence of, of what's going on and what's going wrong in your life. It's perfectly normal. It's perfectly natural. But if we can start to check our attitude, understand where we are playing the victim, where we are allowing our brains to default to the negative, where we are arguing with reality, and where we are allowing ourselves to play the victim, then we can start to accept it and then start to change it. Start to direct your brain and consciously start looking for evidence of what is going right. Ask your brain good, powerful questions every single day. What else could be true? Can we find evidence of three things that make this situation or this person okay, tolerable even, if that's a good place to start? Learn to appreciate and allow what you are appreciating grow and appreciate. You will start to train your brain to move away from that spin cycle of negativity and complaining. And once you do that, it will be empowering. You will start to think better and you will start to feel better. And therefore the action that you're taking will be more inspired and by default positive. And this will be key if you want to create bigger, bolder results in your life. Your attitude really is a little thing that can make a big difference in your life. All right. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment to rate, review, share, or subscribe on Apple podcasts, I would truly appreciate it. And Tune in next time for episode 16 in two weeks' time. If you are interested in trying coaching for yourself, I do offer private one-hour coaching sessions, and you can find the link in the show notes. Get on my calendar, set it up. Let's talk. If you know that you are meant for more, then I am ready to support you and help you to create the life that you truly want. Don't wait. Let's talk. Okay, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Daring Adventure podcast with your host, Trista Gurton. We hope you enjoyed the tips and conversations on how to get excited about life again. As always, you can head to TristaGurton.com for additional resources and to book a one-on-one coaching session. You can also follow Trista on Instagram at Trista B. Gurton. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.